Hello, I'm Wyndham, Public Relations Director and Deputy Chairperson of Nation States Today. I've been in the role since May of last year and I've been asked to talk to you about foreign affairs in a large organisation, namely Nation States Today. I've been asked to talk to you because my job is fundamentally unique in Nation States. There is no organisation like Nation States Today, there never has been. And, there, and I'm doing a fundamentally unique job in that unique organisation. So, a background about my history in Nation States Today. I was asked to join Nation States Today in May of last year, uh, after my predecessor Bohemia resigned. When I joined, Nation States Today was not in the position it is in today. We did not have 12 agreements with, eight, with 18 regions and organisations covering over 35,600 nations between them. We were toxic. We had an agreement with the new Western Atlantic, a truly despicable region, if you will pardon my language. We had fascists in our server. We had out-of-character, unacceptable individuals on staff. And I was asked in May, and if I'd known what I was getting into, and looking back on it, I most definitely would not have taken that job. However, I took it and found myself having to clean up. So how does one go from, in the space of a year, having no one wanting to talk to you ever, um, to running features like Power20, having partnerships with regions like Europia, Boulder, the Pacific, and being able to go on podcasts on a place like EBC, which I watched as a new NSA. To, to understand that, you must understand our agreements and how we do our FA. Nation State today operates on a principle of cross-promotional agreements. That is the idea that we will promote our partners, events, content, newspapers, whatever they may be. And in return, they will promote our content, our editions, our special features, our podcasts. The thing that individually have more views per page than anything else we do because they're interesting. People like the analysis, the podcast, provide them something to listen to on the way to work, or some interesting banter, to use the technical word. And so a Nation States Today, we, our, our content agreements allow us to, to share that, that content with the rest of the world. So how does one approach such an agreement? Well, it's different now in that People know us. People know who we are. That's why I'm here, presumably, because people know who Nation States Day are and they think I have interesting opinions and am mildly competent in some way. So how do we do it now? And then I'll explain how we used to do it and what's changed and why it changed, because this will be very much be a theme of where we are now, where we used to be, how we got there. So where we are now is quite simple. Right now I have regions coming to me asking for an agreement. A 300 nation region approached me the other day and said, do you want an agreement? We are currently negotiating with a 26 region international international world assembly block about cross-promotion agreement. Nations and regions are now coming to us to do deals. Which makes, as you can imagine, as a PR person, that makes my life much easier because I don't need to sell it. They are already sold on it. But to explain how we used to sort of sell ourselves, I will explain 
an event that will, by the time this is done, be concluded. I am currently dealing with an 800-nation region. It is not really involved in gameplay, it takes defender styles and has an embassy with one GCR and a couple of gameplay and UCR, but doesn't really get involved as and of itself. They did not know nation-states today existed, and so I had to go to them and I had to say, we're cool, do an agreement with us. So how did I sell that? Well, it's quite simple. Statistics are your best friend in a situation like this. Because Google Analytics, which we used to use, and now Matoma Analytics mean that we can get our page data. So I say, um, what do we, so they say, well, what makes you important? Well, then I can say we have agreements with 17, with 18 regions, with 36,000, 35,600 nations in them. I can say, well, we in the last three months, we've got 5,140 unique page views of which and 6,136 normal page views that we raised £200 or $280 for charity. And that's how we used to say it. We used to say, look at all this cool stuff we do. So how does one make the leap from having to go out and sell yourself and practically, in some cases, beg regions to an agreement because you need friends to give you legitimacy if you have no friends then people say well why should we listen to you everyone else clearly doesn't think you're listening to you're worth listening to why should we so you need friends because that way people say well whoever Baldo and the pacific or european they think they're cool therefore we think they're cool because they're respectable regions and if they respect them we could most certainly do business with them so the re the way one transitions from that is by building a reputation. And I know that sounds rather wishy-washy in that everyone says, oh, build a reputation, but that, and it has become a PR buzzword. There really has no meaning but other than to confuse whichever annoying new staff member or journalist is you're currently trying to get out of your hair. But by reputation, I mean this. The people want to work with you. The people associate thing, positive feelings with you. The pe when people think of nation states today, for example, they think of a reputable organisation with good journalism, with nice people. With, with nice people who are just doing a job. It's not personal when they give you a nasty question. It's no way personal, it's just their job. And they, they're very good at their job. And as I said, that they're reputable and that they are respectable and that they are professional. So how does one go about, how did I go about in May rebuilding from a position of you're doing deals with people that were places that doxed miners? Well, the first thing is obviously you get rid of the people who doxed miners. So when we're building a reputation, you need to find what is damaging and you need to get rid of it. You must be brutal. You must be cold. You must remove the issue and you must dispose of it. In my case, that meant... Um, Offering a resolution of the governors that banned New Western Atlantic and a successor region, New Western Empire. It meant banning all fascist and bigoted ideologies from the Discord server, again via a governor's motion, because there were certain members of the board of directors who were not familiar with gameplay. Well, I say certain members. When I joined, I was the only person in the board who'd ever done gameplay before, and I hadn't really done it that much, who knew what 
people did, why they were blacklisted. So that had to be explained. And I found rather than getting into slogging debates over evidence and that and why you can't really show get logs of people because A, I'm a minor and B, you can't really go out, go to someone and say, hey, about those logs, about that guy who doxed you, can you pass them to us? You can't really do that. I found it easier to go through the governors, which had game players on it, and say, this is what we're doing, we need to stop this, and it was stopped. So that was for me. Then it is about finding friends. And this is where a protagonist of our story comes in called Halo, who was recently commended. We'd done agreements before with Osiris and Lazarus, but they were not re- nothing really like what we have now. The word specific was, our, was the foundation corner of what became the cross-promotional agreement when we went to Halo and he offered, he agreed to a deal which was very generous and is far more generous than any of our agreements are now. It used to be that we get got to choose which content of yours we picked and chose, but now, but you had to promote no matter what. Now it's a lot more reciprocal and fairer. And Halo got us off our feet in gameplay. He said, he basically staked his reputation with us and said, I trust these people. I trust this 15-year-old British kid who's making up as he goes along. And this org, which has until recently had some very questionable decisions made, I trust them. I, f- I believe in what they're doing. I agree with where they're going. I'm putting my name next to this. And he could very well have easily said, no, I want nothing to do with this. And no one would have f- held it against him. After all, why would you? So to my shock, Halo said, yes, the West Pacific will do this. And that was where we really built off, because we could say, oh, the West Pacific have this agreement, wouldn't you like it? And people said, yes, of course, the West Pacific are great people, of course we like such an agreement, and we built it off there. And slowly but surely, the reputation recovered. Power 20 in the podcast helped immensely, because Power 20 got important game players around the table with us there, and they could see that we weren't evil people who ate people who ate kids for breakfast and did all sorts of evil things. It was more you had a group of people initially who didn't really know what they were doing with gameplay. And when they saw that, suddenly everyone was a lot more forgiving and nice. So then once people were much calmer and much more happy with us through Power Twenty, we then look we also did the podcast and the podcast meant because we could VC with gameplays, and VCing is so powerful, as I'm sure Zora will probably cover in her lecture. VCing is like plus a hundred trust instantly, because you know they're a person. They're someone you they they they're a, they're an actual person. They're no longer just a faceless thing behind the screen. You hear them as a person, and that changes everything. And as soon as we got people coming on in VC to podcast with us, people started to trust us. Because I apparently am fairly personable, although you probably won't get it from this panically panicked together, fumbled speech of a lecture I'm giving you. And as soon as people began to trust us, things improved. The reputation went up. And suddenly more people wanted to come on the podcast. Which meant more people trust us, which means more people want to come on the podcast. 
more people want to be on the Power 20 panel, which means our reputation went up, which means more people want to do content agreements, which meant more people trust us, which meant our reputation go went up and becomes a virtuous cycle. And that is what we were aiming for. That is what I was aiming for in May. I didn't tell anyone because this was a decision that not all of my friends supported. Someone who I once considered a friend told me this. Do not take this job. You will never be more than a legislator. That is what you are. You have no idea what you're getting into. NSA is a shit show. Do not go there. You are better than that. I didn't say what my plan was at the time because there were, and there still are people who don't particularly like NSA and would prefer if we burnt ourselves to the ground. I also have no plan of doing that. But that was my plan to create a reputation a virtuous cycle and to get key people trusting us because as i've said before in every region there is per someone people look to in every sphere in the meritocratic sphere you have people like altino everyone nearly everyone in ns likes altino how can you not and then people look to them and she's saying yeah these are cool then people say oh altino says they're cool they're cool if zoriat says these people are cool then the npo and Regions that get on with them say, oh, they're cool. These specific says, they're cool. If Hem, founder of Europa, said NS Today is cool, Europa said, says they're cool. And if Baldur with Ondra and NES says they're cool, then the Imperial Sphere says they're cool. And if you can get these key people on side, then slowly but surely your reputation will start to mend itself. Because these people are on with you, and people, when they look again, Suddenly their opinions will change. Oh, I didn't think they were good, but oh, this person I like is with them. Well, surely they must be all right then. And if you can start getting your reputation to a state where it mends itself via association, then you are improving. Anyways, enough history of NS today and how amazing a job I did or whatever. That's not really what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the here and now and what NS today does in FA. So when today's FA and PR is basically split into three mainstreams. The content agreement, which I've covered, but I'll probably go back to later, as this is in true whim form very ad-libbed. Then you have the podcasts, and then you have Power 20. Actually, there's probably a fourth form as well, which is the passive stuff we do. So with podcasts, firstly, it's about trust. Because although podcasts are technically content, they're also run with PR in mind. The people who are in charge of podcasts are me and Omega, who's Minister of Foreign Affairs in the South Pacific. Yes, we both do podcasts, but we also know what we're doing with PR as well. We're no longer in a state where we're getting people from NWA on to come and defend the fact they doxed kids. We're thinking, okay, so who can we get on that people will find interesting to listen to? Because when, when I had Fidele on... My apologies for the car in the background. When I had Fidele on for the interview, it was a thought of, well, people will want to hear what he has to say because there's this gameplay event going on. People, he's a, he's a sociable bloke. He's a nice guy. He, he's fun to have on. He sang Gwen Stefani. It was beautiful. And he can make light of it and he won't take it personally. And that is the important thing. You have to know people who won't take it personally. If you end up, if you have people who will take it personally, 
then they will not get what you they will never work with you again after you've given them a grilling whereas after i'd had a go for Dale, he said various things about him his policies whatever he didn't mind because that's in character and you have to have people who understand the in character out of character divide so that is the first priority the second priority with podcasts obviously they boost views which directs people to the rest of it and the amount of times I've now been in content agreement discussion is people say, oh yes, I know you, you're the dude, the podcast. Well, it helps build up a personal brand as well. Because as PR director, people already know you from Power 20 or the article you wrote on whatever event or the podcast you gave. Then suddenly they're a lot more trusting because you're not some faceless PR operative that you're someone they've listened to and whose content they presumably enjoyed or I very much hope they enjoyed anyway. And then there is Power 20, which is the shining jewel in our crown. Power 20 is what makes NS Today PR tick. Because it does everything we want in PR together. It builds relations with game players. It builds relations with regions. It drives clicks. And it gets people talking about NS Today. I'm not a firm believer in the idea that there is no such thing as bad PR. But people talking about you is almost always a good thing. Because even if they're slagging you off and saying, oh, they're secretly cooing Baldur and they're, they're, they're some shadow operation or no one cares what they have to say, they're biased, they're making it up, they're nepotistic, whatever. Your name is still getting mentioned. Which means people will then check it out. 99% of the time they'll find hey, I don't eat kids, I'm a nice bloke, we're a nice organisation, we're nice people, we're just doing a job, and we're doing it rather well and professionally. And then, so it, it, it drives clicks and, and gets people talking. It builds relations with game players, because when I look at the panel of Power 20, it's important game players all around, it's people who are the key people in their spheres. And then they're coming to work with NS today and saying, they're nice people. They're professional. They're on time. They do what they're meant to. They get stuff done. And all in all, they are competent. And then when people are going around saying that about you, the important people in this sphere, it helps you PR. As I said, it also builds relations with regions because regions will then look and say, oh, um, this person, important person for our regions is there. Well, we can trust them. We should work with them more. And as I said, and then they might want to do a content agreement with you or something like that. And as I said, it drives clicks and puts people onto a part of the website, which gets people thinking, oh, we might want to do a deal with them. We might get them onto our regional page. We'll see all our, all our embassy and say, oh, we know them. Why don't we ask what they've got going on as what happened with a recent partner um, negotiation where they said, well, we've got, we're getting close with this region. We heard they have a content agreement with you. Could we get something similar? Like, of course you can get something similar. You've got 300 nations. Welcome to the club, my good region. And that's how it went. And so that is how Power 20 fundamentally helps NS Today's PR. The other thing which helps NS Today's PR immensely is the freedom of operation we get given. NS Today PR is three people by the time this will be released. It is myself, 
Ark, who's former Vizier, um, Minister of FA and Guardian in the West Pacific, current Vizier of FA in Osiris, and our partnerships lead who at the time of speaking is still being recruited, but is down to two applicants, both of whom are extremely capable. And we all know about gameplay, and there is a recognition from the rest of the board, HR, the chair, the CEO and the chief content officer, that they don't know gameplay as well as we do. So we are largely left to our own devices because there is now an implicit trust there. It wasn't always there. We had to work for it and we had to show we're competent, but there is now an implicit trust. It is now in a state where HR, will, I, I can say to Lewis, we're doing an agreement. He said, okay, sure, you guys get on with it. Or when I want to recruit, recruit PR staff, sure, you, you handle all of it. I'm not going to rule. If you work well with them, then I trust you. And it's the freedom of action which makes NSA's PR flexible. Because if a region is found out to be dodgy, rather than having to wait for Lewis to come along, whatever, I can just go, you're out. And that's it. Or I can, or if a region suddenly pops up that I think about, then we can just do the deal. I woke up one morning and thought, I'm going to do a deal with the Pacific. And so we did it. And it was signed within four days. Or something like that. Or I could wake up this morning, have a squ- quick scroll through the regions with the most nations list, pick out four regions, and decide why we're doing a deal with them, we're doing a deal with them. And that's what happened. And that flexibility of freedom of action is what enabled us to build up such a brand, such a good image. We, of course, have competitors, and we have people who don't always agree with us. We could have most certainly done our April Fool's thing better, and I want to apologise for that. We It was meant to be a shitpost, but... There was definitely over-enthusiasm there. We don't always get stuff right. We've gone in with regions like EMM before that we shouldn't have gone in with. We are not perfect at NS today. We're not. As much as I come out here and say, look at us, we're wonderful, aren't, is, doesn't this inform me about how, how we're doing? We're not perfect. No one's perfect. We like to think we get it right most of the time, and I hope we do. Um, but we don't get it right all the time, absolutely not. We, as I said, we've gone in with regions we shouldn't have. We've rushed negotiations without properly doing it. And we've not always treated our partners right. There's certainly been, there was one specific incident I think of with a region where I messed up. I messed up with an interview and that cost us. And I've said I'm sorry for that and we're trying to fix things. But I messed up there, plain and simple. And if I hadn't, if I'd been realistic and resolved the problem there, not been so prideful, then it wouldn't have been a problem. I don't get everything right, and then today it doesn't get everything right. But I hope we can get it right most of the time. And so some final thoughts, some advice to all of you who do FA, because it's not always a fun job, and I think you'll understand that. At NS today, I'm excused from what is, in my opinion, the hardest question in foreign affairs. What do you do with ambassadors? It's basically of FA and Osiris. I didn't never figure it out. I think I know what I would have done now, but you don't figure it out. If you give them too much power, then you might end up with some newbie wrecking relations with a region you're trying to get close with. If you give them too little, no one will want to do it. And in my opinion, ambassadors is about having a group a close group of people you trust. If that means they have to do two or three places, so be it. But it's about being able to trust them to do a proper RL ambassador's job, which is treaty craft. Being the first point of call. 
The region's FA person shouldn't need to go straight to you. They should trust their ambassador implicitly so they can know they can talk to them and they will act with authority and efficiency. So that's one closing thought. The second closing thought is one question I know people asked um, is, does NSA have any competitors? I would argue we don't, simply because there is no one who does what we do the way we do it. There are, of course, other newspapers in the market for it, for the sort of news we provide, but no one does it the way we do it. There are either newspapers run in regions or they're newspapers that no one really listens to. They're, they are, they're obviously independent newspapers in those regions, but they are still in those regions. People join us today as an extra. You don't join us today as your place, because that's not what we want. We want people who are seasoned. We want veterans. We want people who pe- who have been around the block. That's why we don't recruit new nations. We recruit, re- recruit refounded nations, because new nations, they're, they're quantity, but they're not quality. By and large, if we'd done maybe 50,000 stamps during the Drew boom, we would have got, if we were lucky, I don't know, 20 maybe applicants of which maybe one would have been any good because they're mostly shit posters memers or the sort of people we don't really need at a serious news organization so that's another thing and obviously i'm open for questions i will do a q a session later and a date to be decided where i will answer any questions you may have hope you will enjoy this ramble as one could call it, where I've sort of, I think I've got through the topic, and I hope I have, and I hope you have found the last half an hour or so of your time somewhat well spent and deployed.